Hello, everyone, and welcome to the third in our podcast series, Driving DE&I. My name is Simon Lovegrove, Global Director of Financial Services Knowledge, and today I'm joined by Hannah McCaslin Schaff, Counsel in our London Financial Services Group. Our first podcast set the scene and described in broad terms the PRA's and SCA's consultation proposals, and our second podcast drilled down on some of the proposals a little bit further and provided practical tips on what firms should be doing now. In this podcast, we're going to explore the interplay between the regulatory focus on DNI and individual accountability, and what the SCA's and PRA's recent consultation papers on diversity inclusion say about these issues. Hannah, thanks very much for joining with us today. And to start with, could you describe for our listeners the interplay between DNI and the senior managers and certification regime? Thanks, Simon. One of the issues that the regulators have been considering is whether making senior manage in managers individually accountable for DE&I within their firm, which may in turn increase the focus on these issues from the top, including through statements of responsibilities and the PRA's prescribed responsibility for culture. When you look at the consultation papers, you can see that most firms agree with this thinking, believing that the tone from the top is essential, a clear allocation of responsibilities will support greater accountability, and implementing cultural change is extremely difficult without support from the board. But it's also worth noting that firms have raised one particular question mark regarding whether DNI responsibility in solo regulated firms should lie with managers holding specific senior management functions, SMFs, or be, be split across the SMF population. Thanks, Hannah. I'd be interested to see how that particular issue plays out when the uh, policy statements are published. Um, let's now move on. Can you just take us through some of the highlights from the current FCA proposals? So the starting point is that under current FCA rules, overall responsibility for culture or DNI does not need to be allocated to a specific SMF. However, we have seen some firms do this as they feel that by doing so, it helps focus attention on DNI. Where this occurs and the responsibility is shared or divided between multiple people, it's important that the source for each SMF make this clear. The key point to note from the FCA's consultation paper is that the FCA has proposed not to amend its rules and guidance to require an individual within each firm to be assigned responsibility for DNI. It points to the fact that firms are already required to record SMF responsibilities in their source, including those that are not prescribed responsibilities. Thanks, Hannah. And just take us now through the PRA's approach. Thanks, Simon. Yes, interestingly, the PRA is proposing something slightly different. For those firms in scope of the prescribed responsibilities for culture, these prescribed responsibilities include responsibility for the development and implementation of diversity and inclusion strategies. PRI, which is usually held by the chair of the board, sets out the responsibility for leading the firm's development of the firm's culture. PRH, which is usually held by the CEO, includes responsibility for overseeing the adoption of the firm's culture in the day-to-day -day management of the organisation. These SMFs would be expected to have their responsibilities for diversity and inclusion reflected in their source. So looking first at the SMF holding PRI, this individual would be responsible for ensuring that the board sets, approves and adopts an appropriate diversity and inclusion strategy. 
Consequently, that SMF would be expected to ensure that all members of the board have adequate time and opportunity to contribute to the development of the strategy and provide independent challenge. The SMF holding PRH would be responsible for ensuring that the strategy set by the board is implemented across the firm. This SMF would be expected to ensure all business areas understand the role they play in implementation. The SMF holding PRH would be expected to have their responsibility for diversity and inclusion, appropriately reflected in their performance objectives and remuneration scorecard, and their performance against these reflected in their remuneration decisions by the application of risk adjustments where these apply. Okay, and um, what about firms that don't have culture-prescribed responsibilities? So for firms that are not in scope of the culture-prescribed responsibilities, the PRA proposes that at least one SMF should have responsibility for the implementation of the firm's diversity and inclusion strategy reflected in their SOAR. Where this is assigned to an executive's, executive SMF, Diversity and inclusion responsibility should also be reflected in their performance objectives as well as their variable remuneration where this exists. Okay, thanks, Hannah. And what are responsible SMFs expected to do? So SMFs are expected to be transparent about success and failure and to identify the barriers hindering progress on diversity and inclusion, making targeted interventions to support effective implementation of diversity and inclusion strategies. Progress would have been expected to be measured quantitatively as well as qualitatively. Failure to achieve quantitative targets related to diversity representation of demographic characteristics would not necessarily amount to failure in meeting their responsibilities overall if there was clear evidence of reasonable steps. Reasonable steps would include demonstra demonstrable efforts to implement a well-developed evidence-based strategy, and an understanding of how a firm should address strategic shortcomings on diversity and inclusion over time. Okay, thanks, Hannah. Um, one of the other things that's discussed in the proposals, and this has attracted, I think, a lot of attention, is non-financial misconduct and the way those considerations interact with regulatory requirements that apply to individuals. Uh, could you just tell our listeners what the latest regulatory thinking on this is? So, considering individual accountability, the regulators are proposing to build financial non-misconduct non into the conduct rules and also into fitness and propriety assessments. The FCA is also proposing to add guidance on how non-financial misconduct should be incorporated into regulatory references. Okay, thanks. Uh, can we drill down into both of those elements, uh, perhaps a little bit more, perhaps starting with the conduct rules? Sure. So currently, conduct rules only apply to an individual in relation to the activities of the firm at which they are employed, and therefore do not relate to a person's activities in their private life. However, an individual's wider behaviour could affect their ability to comply with the rules. Therefore, the way in which a person behaves in their private life may be relevant in fitness and propriety assessments. The FCA is proposing to make changes to the conduct rules by adding guidance on two key issues. Firstly, the types of behaviour that would fall within the expanded scope of COCON and that may breach the conduct rules. And second, what conduct is out of scope because it relates to an employee's personal or private life? The exception would be where misconduct clearly relates to a part of the firm's business that does not carry on any financial services activities in line with the FCA's existing regulatory remit. 
The FCA's thinking here is that only serious misconduct would amount to a breach of CODECON, and the regulator is planning on providing examples of this. Okay, thanks, Hannah. Um, let's now move on to fitness and proprietary assessments. Uh, could you just start by briefly describing the current position? Thanks, Simon. So currently, firms must be satisfied on an ongoing basis that individuals performing a senior management function or a certification function are fit and proper to carry out their role. Misconduct, both within and outside the workplace, can be relevant to such assessments. Bullying and similar misconduct within the workplace is relevant to fitness and propriety, and that similarly serious behaviour in a person's personal or private life is also relevant. FIT provides guidance on how firms should assess honesty, integrity and reputation, and all relevant matters arising in the UK or elsewhere should be appropriately considered. Misconduct both within and outside the workplace can be relevant for FIT, and the FCA proposals do not change this position. Okay, Hannah, um, what is the SCA proposing to change? Thanks, Simon. So importantly, the FCA proposes to explain that bullying and similar misconduct within the workplace is relevant to fitness and propriety, and that similarly serious behaviour in a person's personal or private life is also relevant. The FCA proposes to give examples of non-financial misconduct, such as sexual or racially motivated offences. Okay, and what about the PRA? Similarly, the PRA proposes to clarify that it may take into consideration an individual's established patterns of behaviour that would or would be likely to affect the firm's safety and soundness when considering whether the individual meets the PRA's standards of fitness and propriety. Examples of conduct include bullying, discrimination and harassment, which would or would be likely to have the effect of hindering individuals within an institution from speaking up and providing effective challenge as part of the firm's decision-making processes. Firms would be expected to ensure that individuals subject to allegations of such behaviour are given an opportunity to respond to the allegations and that both are assessed objectively and independently by an appropriately qualified person. Okay, thanks, Hannah. Um, thanks for sharing your thoughts today. This concludes the third podcast in our series, Driving DE&I. We will, of course, continue to track developments on our Regulation Tomorrow blog. Many thanks for listening. Goodbye.